Good Monday morning. I had a conversation with a friend last night that kind of prompted the thought for this musing this morning. And she asked me the question, she said, how do you hear from the Lord? And I think a lot of us wrestle with that at times, needing to hear from the Lord. You know, it's one of the most, to me, having the voice of the Lord in my life is the greatest gift I have in this life. So there are two things that are foundational to hearing the voice of the Lord. Number one, believing that he speaks. Number two, believing that he will speak to you. Because a lot of people make the agreement or believe the lie that God speaks to everybody else, but he doesn't speak to me. But scripture makes it very clear. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The sheep know my voice and as strangers, they won't recognize. So he makes it clear he speaks and that we can recognize his voice if we're his children when he speaks. So we have to get that out of the way. Then we have to kind of know and be aware of the way that he speaks. He speaks through his word. Of course, Hebrews says it's living and active. So you read it and it's alive. It's why you can read it one time and then read it to your the same passage a week later and get something completely different out of it because it's that word is alive. Uh, he speaks through his spirit. And where does his spirit live? On the inside of us. So that means we can hear the voice of the spirit coming from the inside of our heart. So often you'll hear me say, I heard God speak in my heart. And that's what I'm saying. It's that gentle whisper. It's not a hurricane. It's not an um, earthquake. It's that still small voice in the soul of me. So if the Holy Spirit's in me and can speak out of me, to me, then he can speak out of other people to me. So I can be listening to my pastor and get a word from the Lord, or I can listen to a friend and something they say I just can't get away from, or I can read that book or that devotional and something jumps off the page. That's the Holy Spirit speaking through other people. So just for an example, a few years back, I was seeking the Lord for a word for the year. I was in a kind of... Um, rough place and I'm in Whole Foods and have one of those, you know, random coincidental meetings with a girl that used to, I used to teach in Bible study and she was just kind of sharing me what a certain book I had written had meant to her. Well, the Lord used that to minister to me. So as I'm walking out of Whole Foods, I hear this whisper in my heart, I've got you. And I felt like it was so strong that I felt like, you know, I think that's my word for this year. And I was like, but Lord, that's not really a word. It's like a phrase. So I don't know if it counts, but I'm going to hold on to it. So I did. So five months later, Philly and I had this situation where the enemy came in like a flood. You know, scripture says the enemy comes in like a flood, but the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. So we all, we all have had those moments in our life when the enemy comes in like a, a terrorist with full-on assault. Usually it's something that comes from out of the blue. The um, horrific health diagnosis, the revelation that your spouse doesn't love you anymore or they've been unfaithful to you, um, the the bill that comes in that you have no idea how you're going to pay 
and it's that assault from the enemy that that flood that accusation that paranoia whatever whatever it may be that that fear and it can assail you and that's what this moment was it totally hijacked me and those moments they hijack your mind your mind starts flailing and going everywhere your heart starts racing it's like you want to crawl out of your skin but you don't have anywhere to go and that's what those moments feel like me when the enemy comes in like a flood and that's what this kind of moment was now I've learned through the years I don't always do this quickly. Sometimes I, I, I flail for a while before I stop myself. But a few hours later, I remember Philly and I were in the car and I was just looking out the window. And in my spirit, I didn't even say it out loud. I said, Lord, I have to know what your word is over this situation. Because I've learned when I can get a word from the Lord about where I am in a situation, it can carry me through. And immediately when I asked that question, I've got you came right back to my spirit. And so a few days later, as I'm still kind of um, sitting in what I believe God's spoken or reminded me of, I've got you, but needing more from him. I was listening to a message, one of my favorite pastors, uh, Robert Morris from Gateway Church in Dallas. And in the middle of his preaching, he speaks this passage of scripture, Isaiah 41, 13. I am the Lord your God. I uphold you by my righteous right hand. Do not fear. I will help you. And I mean, it was like, and again, this is when you know God is speaking something to you. It was like fireworks went off in my spirit when he spoke that passage. And I was like, wow, this so resonates with me. And not 10 minutes after that message is over, I'm sitting there, up on my phone pops the verse of the day. What do you think it is? Isaiah 41, 13. Behold, I am the Lord your God. I uphold you by my righteous right hand. Do not fear. I will help you. And do you know that um, I looked up that passage because everything in scripture is significant. Numbers are significant. Words are significant. So I was like, why your right hand? Why not your left hand? So in um, Hebrew tradition, if you shook your right hand with someone, it was like a covenant. Right meant covenant. So God was letting me know, this is my covenant with you. I'm the Lord your God. I've got you by my righteous right hand. Do not fear. I will help you. And so I just knew he was coming to our aid. He had confirmed it through his word, through the pastor, through my spirit. And so all three of those were at play in this revelation of his voice speaking. But this is also a kind of a sub-lesson on how to handle those Satan comes in like a flood moments. So the next morning I'm praying and I find myself praying from still a place of fear and a little bit of desperation. And while I'm praying, God brings back to my mind in James 1, where the word says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I knew he was speaking to me, I've already given you your answer. 
Quit praying like you don't know what the answer is. You now need to be praying from a posture of faith of the promise that I've given you. So that's what I did. I began, I cast away the desperation, I cast away the panic, and I began to pray from a place of faith. So that's just a scenario of how God speaks. And do you know the beautiful thing? I see your head, Gracie. The beautiful thing, a month later, it was my birthday party, and my friends had thrown me a beautiful birthday party. And while we were sitting there, they all wanted to go around the room and share about the gift they were going to give me. And each one of them said something different. And as the first couple started speaking, because still, when the enemy comes in like a flood, you want an assurance of God's voice. And I heard, I I spoke this to the Lord quietly. No one in the room knew I had spoken it. And I prayed, Lord, would you please let someone in this room once again give me Isaiah 41, 13. And sure enough, when it got to my precious friend, Tommy Quinn, sitting straight across from me, he said, you know, the verse that I feel like the Lord has given me for you is Isaiah 41, 13. So I want you to know God knows how to get his word to you. I want you to know he's a speaking father. And if you've believed the lie, he doesn't speak to you. You really need to repent of that because you are blocking his voice from getting to you. So um, I hope that's helpful on uh, how to hear from the Lord. And then a mini lesson side of that of what to do when the enemy comes in like a flood. I have learned that in those moments, I need a word from the Lord. So I'm grateful that I serve a God that still speaks.